0: Previously, on
1: Still Studios. Director-producer Dalton Bonestill filming for his current project, Blood Red Mars.
2: More blood and the blood spurts! At the
1: Mars Research Base in Arizona.
2: It's not as scientific as I thought it would be.
3: That spacesuit isn't even real, dude. Someone made that. A Mrs. Chambers. Walk with me a little. The desert is lovely this time of the afternoon.
2: <gasps> oh my, look! Is he? Looks that way. The student, Ravi, apparently died of asphyxiation.
0: You said he'd taken his helmet off?
2: It was like he took it off and then fell over dead.
0: I'm Suzette. You're Darlene Chambers'
4: personal assistant, right? Metaphysical associate. And this is Preston. He runs the operations here at the Mars Research Base.
5: Sorry I couldn't be here for the filming the other day, especially given what happened. This is Randall. Hello. And this is Wendy.
6: Hi. We both grew up in foster care in Utah and got scholarships to go to college.
1: The Mars Alliance Society runs an annual scholarship competition, the Mars Prize.
6: This is Mars. Are we outside? We're about seven stories underground beneath the base.
2: I'd like to use our last day in the TV studio to film a memorial for Robbie. How
0: thoughtful. He told me he didn't want the space suit back, but I bet he's had it this entire time.
2: We have to assume the spacesuit is still in Preston's office at the Mars Alliance Center. I'll oh, get it. I will, of course, accompany Dear Herman on this mission. We'll need disguises.
1: Think they'll get the spacesuit? I hope so.
7: Aren't you ready yet?
8: Ah, you're just in time, Herman. I've brought along my trunk. It should have all we need. We'll be entering the Mars Alliance Center as simple custodians going about our night shift.
7: I guess no one pays attention to the cleaning crew.
8: Precisely. Now I ought to have coveralls somewhere in here for a specimen as muscular as yourself. Ah, try these on for size.
7: Do you really take this case full of costumes wherever you go?
8: Costumes? These are disguises, costumes, as if I'm dragging a trunk full of tutus and clown shoes across the country. A good illusionist never leaves without his disguise kit. Now, where was that mustache? I've got it around to somewhere.
7: I'm not wearing a mustache.
8: You've worn full-on face prosthetics for a full shooting day. A fake mustache is not going to be the end of you. Looks stupid. So if someone spots us, you think they won't remember your face? Good lord, I can see the prison cells they'll drop us in now.
7: Give me the mustache.
8: Ah, perfect. I still have the brooms. Here, take this and look custodial.
7: Uh, how's this?
8: Oh dear, you look like a vaudeville chimney sweep. If only I had more modern custodial props.
7: Hold on.
8: Where are you going? Hmm, uh, perhaps we could go as building inspectors. Or perhaps, um, a fumigators. That could work, that could work, yes. Uh, uh, maybe, uh, 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 uh. Where did you get a fully loaded janitor's cart?
7: It was in the hall.
8: But what about the housekeeping staff?
7: Guy didn't try to stop me.
8: Oh, Herman! All right, we'll apologize later. Let's roll it out to the rental van as quickly as possible and get going. Finally. Judging by the dearth of other vehicles, there aren't many people here at this hour. Oh, for heaven's sake, why'd they build the parking lot down here in the center at the top of a hill? It's to
7: make it look important. I bet Executive Parking's up top somewhere.
8: I imagine you're right. Never been to one of these Mars Alliance centers, of course. Rather cold-looking edifice of glass and steel. Modern, yet manages to be vaguely gaudy at the same time. Ghastly. Well, please do the honors and push the cart, Herman. I'll barely make it up that incline without getting winded as it is.
7: You'll be fine.
8: Now, before we go in, we ought to get our story straight. I'm going to be Phil Atkins, local custodian. In my youth, I wanted to be a pilot, but after a traumatic incident involving a tomato and a lime, I came to the tragic realization that I was colorblind my dreams properly dashed and my marriage to one Linda Atkins on the rocks, I went to trade school to learn a more practical profession. I mop floors at night, but by day, I dream of a different world, one in which I'm jetting through the sky. Hmm.
7: My name's gonna be Earl.
8: And? I'm a janitor. That's it. Where's the dimension?
7: The layers? I bring the dimensions. We're not even through the door yet, and this is already a disaster. It's just an easy grab-and-go. I don't see why you're making it
8: complicated. Then you better let me do the talking. Oh good, the lobby's open and there's a night watchman at the main desk. Rather imposingly large lobby, wouldn't you say? Nice paintings of the rich couple. Tacky doesn't begin to describe it. I say, good man. My name is Phil Atkins, and this hulking specimen is Earl. In my youth, I... Wieners enter through that door. Oh. uh, Very well, then. Thanks. There's the building directory.
7: Preston O'Connor, suite number seven oh one.
8: Look, the elevator is that way. Press the seventh floor, would you, Herman? So far so good,
7: eh? Like I said, easy.
8: <gasps> oh no, that must be O'Connor coming out of 701. Back at the elevator before he turns around. Damn! Too late? Oh, for God's sake, act naturally. Evening, Mr. O'Connor.
1: What? Oh, um, I'm, uh, not him. Do I know you, kid? I don't, uh, nice mustache. Thanks. I was talking to him.
8: Our mistake, young man. We's a-seen you leaving 701.
1: No, I wasn't. Yes, you were.
8: No, let him go, Herman. Please. We've got a job to do, remember?
7: That was weird.
8: We must have startled him coming out of the elevator. He's left O'Connor's office door slightly ajar.
7: Saves us the trouble of breaking in.
8: I say whoever the lad was, do you suppose he was after the same thing we're after? He didn't have it on him. If the spacesuit costume is somehow incriminating, perhaps they simply destroyed it.
7: Now you say that?
8: Well, we simply don't know, do we? All right, let's go in. I'll search this side of the office, you look over there. And should we encounter anyone else, we're here to clean up the mold. A mold? It's vague and disgusting. No one will question it. Let's get this over with and get out of here. These Marsologists give me the heebie-jeebies.
7: Creepy cult.
8: Cult is such a strong word. Why can't we call it a denomination or or maybe a, a nature commune?
7: I grew up on a nature commune.
8: Oh, oh. My apologies, Herman. I didn't mean to offend
7: you. Nah, it was a cult.
8: Good God, does he ever let the real custodians in here? Look at all this clutter and the remains of gourmet lunches strewn about. Ugh, we may have to do some actual cleaning if we're going to find this costume. Come look at these pictures on his desk. What about them? Goodness, it's that awful woman who came to the set today with the chambers. Suzette. And that's O'Connor with her. See, it matches the photo of him on this award plaque.
7: Looks like these two are an item.
8: Indeed. These were clearly taken during romantic outings, the poor fellow. We'll certainly
7: include this in our report to Dalton. We should finish searching the rest of the room. I've seen these big orange containers all over the Mars base. They use them to store and carry things. These round plastic beds. They do seem
8: out of place in this posh office building. There are three of them. I'll look in this one. You check those two, would you? Oh, the smell. Oh, for God's sake, the man's dirty laundry is in this one. Along with sundry mechanical odds and ends, tools and half-eaten candy bars.
7: Same with these two. Oh,
8: it's disgusting. It's like rifling through someone's trash.
7: I got nothing.
8: Yeah, No luck here either.
7: Why is there a padlock on the mini-fridge?
8: Co-workers always stealing his lunch. It ain't even plugged in. Hmm. Hand me that trophy. Oh, so this Preston O'Connor's a cricketer.
7: Morgan said he's Australian.
8: Very well, here, but I don't see... Herman, you do realize I brought my lock-picking kit?
7: This way's faster.
8: Well, what's the point in having a skilled escape artist on the mission?
7: I'm asking myself that. That don't look like lunch.
8: The costume! No, wait, Herman. Dalton wants to send this for forensic testing, so we don't want it contaminated. Carefully, place it in this trash bag I took from the custodial cart.
7: Okay, but I don't think that's gonna work.
8: I see. Did our dear Buck really wear one of these for an entire day's shooting? It's a lot heavier than it looks. It's that fake scuba thing on the back. Indeed. Hand me the helmet affair as well. I'll just wrap it in all the plastic and place it inside one of these orange containers. I dare say it won't look out of place in our custodial cart. All right, I buried it under all the dirty clothing.
7: Let's go. Hold on. I want to see what else this guy's hiding.
8: We don't have time.
7: I'm gonna hack into his computer.
8: Hack into his computer? What is this, the 90s? Jesse's not even with us. How are we supposed to log in without knowing Preston's password?
7: I'm trying 12345. Oh, Herman, let's go. I'm in. What? Nah, the password was already entered.
8: Screen was open on these
7: subfolders. Ah, oh, that skittish young man must have been poking
8: around the computer. Could he be with the police and on the same scent we are? And we interrupted him. Oh, dear, we've interfered with an official investigation. Let's get out of here, Herman. Hold on. What is it you expect to find?
7: I don't know. Clues?
8: Oh, like what? A folder labeled Killing Ravi? Maybe. Oh, this is a disaster waiting to happen. We got the costume. We should leave before... Wait, what's that?
7: Looks like blueprints. But to what? And what are these? Strange. They look like pods. There's nothing like this at the fake Mars base.
8: Look, it has dimensions. Seven feet by three feet. Are these some new kind of futuristic storage units?
7: It says Project
8: Mars. Wonder what that is. I thought that base was Project Mars. So what is this Preston character doing with such bizarre blueprints?
7: Someone's coming. Sounds like security.
8: Quick, shut down the computer and grab the container. Which one? Why, the one by the. Oh. Oh dear.
7: Oh, great.
8: Damn it, you know I get flustered under stress. Short term memory is not what it used to be.
7: Is it the one near the mini fridge?
8: No, no, it's not. It's uh, the one by the plant. Okay. No, wait, it's the one by the desk.
7: Let's just open the lids and dig through them.
8: There's no time. Just put all three of them on the cart.
7: Gotta leave all this toilet paper. Vacuum.
8: Yes, yes, fine. Make room for the bins quickly.
7: Uh, what are you guys doing in here?
8: Uh, what's it look like, son? We're cleaning.
7: The janitors never clean 701. They say he doesn't like it.
8: Oh, is that so? Well, uh... uh, Mold. Yes, mold. Keep the custodians out of your office for long enough and you get mold, boy. We're the specialists, see? They called us in.
7: They did, did they? All right, I'm going to have to call this in and check it out. Hold on.
8: Wait, I, uh, I mean,
7: uh, did you know I wanted to be a pilot? What? Here, you want to see the mold? No, get that away from me. Are you sure? It smells real good. No, no, just go and take that with you. If you say so.
8: Hey, did you guys break into this fridge? Let's go, Hermit, quickly! The elevator! Hey, you two, stop! Inside, inside! Okay. Hang on, is it floor one or L? Or is it M? Does that mean main or mezzanine? I don't know. Well, what does LL mean?
7: Lower lobby, I think. Is that
8: where we came in? I don't know. Look at all these buttons. What is DH? GR1, GR2? Does that mean ground? How can there be two grounds? Who in the hell devised this diabolical elevator panel?
7: Try LL2.
8: Why that one?
7: Sounds right.
8: Okay. Typical. This would never have happened if you hadn't insisted on poking around. Save your energy.
7: You can yell at me later.
8: Oh, I intend to. What happened to grab and go?
7: You're the one who has to come along. Ha! I knew it. Executive parking up here, see? Oh, yes. Congratulations. But that's not where we need
8: to be. Okay, I'm trying PHR.
7: Doesn't PH mean penthouse? Oh dear, I think you're right. If you keep pressing buttons, we're just going to go to every floor. Haven't you ever pranked an elevator? All right, wherever we
8: end up, we'll just go to the other end of the floor. There's usually elevators on either side. We'll start fresh.
7: Cubicles.
8: Thank God for open plan. Should be easy to get across. See, there is another elevator on the far side. Let's go. That's them. Stop right there.
7: Get on. What? Get on. Herman, put me down. Uh, There. Now, hold on tight. Whoa, what the hell are you doing? I'm going to ram him. With me on this thing? shut up and hold on.
8: Hold it right there. Get out of the way. He's mad. Coming through. Ah! Ah! I'm really dreadfully sorry about that. Oh, blessed fortune! The other one's opening! There you are! Stop! Oh, dear, naturally!
7: Hold! Clear the
8: elevator! What?
7: Hold!
8: Ew, okay! No! Stop them!
7: We made it! Help me off this damn thing, Hubbin! Stay right there! I'm gonna try pressing M. Let's hope you're right. Bingo. Great! Head for the doors! There they are. End of the line, you two. How'd oh, they get down here so fast?
8: Hang on. Do these spray bottles have Taylor in them? All right! Double-armed! Lock and load,
7: as they say! Forward, Herman! Top speed! I'll head between the two of them. Go for the eyes.
4: We said stop!
7: Take that,
8: Coltus! <laughs> uh, <my eyes. laughs> oh, my eyes! Jesus, <laughs> the, <splaster. laughs> the doors! Herman, for God's sake, slow down! Okay.
7: Okay, okay, okay.
8: You were going to try and smash through them, weren't you? You brute! Okay, go! Well, at least it's literally
7: downhill from here. They're getting in their golf carts. Can you outrun them down to the parking lot? Probably not. Scooch forward as far as you can go. Herman, what are you
8: doing? No! You'll break this thing!
7: It's sturdy enough. As much weight at the front of the cart as you can. Now we're going too fast. That's the idea. Uh, 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 look out! Speed bump. Purses. Oh, Herman! Um,
8: we lost one of the containers.
7: We can't go back. We catch up for sure.
8: I'm sure that wasn't the one with the spacesuit. Probably. No
7: brakes. Gonna head for those hedges.
8: Seriously?
7: Just keep your head down. Leave the cart. Grab the containers. Got one. Me too. There's the van. I'll drive.
8: That was agonizing. I'd yell at you some more, but my lungs haven't the capacity any longer. Oh dear, my mustache fell off.
7: Sorry for your loss.
8: You can slow down now, Herman. I don't see anyone following us.
7: Do you think we got the spacesuit?
8: Why don't we pull into that car wash so we can take a look?
7: All right. Okay, I'll check this one. You check that one. Oh dear,
8: I'm afraid to look. Oh, by Ares himself! Please be in here.
2: Thank you for coming, everyone. Please, take your seats, we're ready to begin. For those of you who haven't met me, I'm film director Dalton Bonestell. Tonight, I've brought us all together here in the studio to remember the life and death of Ravi Banerjee. Ravi was an idealistic young man with a promising future in physics and space exploration and a great interest in the works of Darlene Chambers. His dreams and ambitions were tragically cut short by a death which remains, to this moment, a mystery. Ravi died on my movie set, so my crew and I were moved to conduct this memorial in his honor and film it for posterity. We were? I still don't know what Dalton's up to. Some of you were present at the Mars Research Base on that fateful day. There's my film crew over there, along with some local technicians we hired for the shoot. We also welcome members of the Mars Alliance Society, including its founders, Darlene and Arvid Chambers. Two students who have remained at the base are also able to be with us. Thank you, Randall and Wendy. To all of you, as well as the interested members of the local community assembled here, welcome. You will have noticed the pictures of Ravi we've been showing on the large video screens mounted around the room. These and the general decor were arranged by my cinematographer and set designer, Astrid Florica.
6: No problem, man.
2: I'm also pleased to announce that with the help of my tech specialist, Jesse Brown, and our new friend, Steve... Uh, Divine Plan 9. Sorry, Divine Plan 9. I'm pleased to announce that we're broadcasting this event to the public. On those monitors, you can see our live stream appearing on all the popular social media platforms. That's because, tonight, I'm going to honor Ravi Banerjee as best I know how. By revealing who killed him. How's he going to do that? No idea. Perhaps he's finally gone mad. The murderer is in this very room. We will find him or her together. What kind of a farce have you snared us in, Bonestal? Let's start with you, then, Arvid Chambers. Astrid, bring that camera in tight for a good close-up. Are you accusing me of murder? Should I be? Look at your face up there on those giant screens. If you lie to the camera, everybody's going to see it. I have nothing to lie about. Good to hear, Mr. Chambers. I have just one question. On the day he died, Moravi was wearing one of the base's spacesuit costumes. Did you or did you not request that the police return it to the Mars Alliance Center immediately? Perhaps before they could do a proper examination? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh. Oh. Okay, thanks. That's it.
8: You're lucky I don't pull your funding right now, Bonestell.
3: Oh, Harvey, go softly. Dalton is surely just trying to help find answers and perhaps some closure for poor young Ravi.
2: Indeed, Mrs. Chambers. So then let's move on to you.
3: To me? Whatever for? Please get that camera out of my face, young lady.
2: Mrs. Chambers, I put to you the same question as I did your husband. Was it you who requested the immediate return of the costume worn by Ravi? Why,
3: heavens no! I'd forgotten all about it, to be honest. Huh. Okay.
5: I'm the one who requested the police return the spacesuit. They delivered it to my office.
2: Then you must be Preston O'Connor. We haven't met. Are you used to the local police doing what you ask with potential evidence in an open case? I assumed it had to be the chambers themselves.
5: I don't see the big deal. We only have so many. I need it at the base. I was going to pick it up the next
2: time I was at the office. So then it was the police who locked it in your fridge?
5: How did you... No, I did that.
2: Well, if you were at your office after it was delivered, why not bring it to the base right then? I didn't have room in my car that day. Mr. O'Connor, we're talking about a cheap, make-believe spacesuit. Why all the bother of locking it up in a fridge? It takes a long time to make one of those things. You're lying your ass off about it. Just like you did with my friend Morgan when she visited the base.
8: What's all this about,
5: O'Connor? Nothing, sir. It's all to do about nothing.
2: Obviously. Is it? I think you know as well as I do that the spacesuit costume in question is, in fact, the murder weapon.
4: <gasps> Man,
2: this
5: guy's clearly bonkers, sir. I think I'm going to bow out now and go and get some work done.
8: Wait right there, O'Connor, sit down. Explain yourself, Bonestell. How is one of those silly get ups at the base possibly a murder weapon?
2: Simple. While the costume is not a real spacesuit, it was rigged to work in exactly the reverse manner. Rather than allow the wearer to survive in a vacuum, it created a vacuum inside the spacesuit.
3: But, Dalton, when you and I found Raleigh, he had removed the helmet, remember?
2: I admit that I can't account for that. Yet, I don't understand. It's not possible, Ms. Wendy Langriff. Do you know something that might help us?
6: If the costume was rigged to suck out the air, the mechanism would have to be in the fake life support system mounted on the back. You wouldn't be able to take the helmet off once it started. Even if you unlatched it, the suction would hold it on tight.
2: You're an expert in life support systems, aren't you, Ms. Langriff?
6: It's what I'm studying. Yeah.
2: May I ask exactly where you were on that day? Hey, Wendy didn't do anything! Sorry, Buck. We have to follow every lead.
6: It's cool. I'm not worried. I was in the observation room watching you guys film. I wouldn't have missed a chance to watch Brad Blackstone working live on a set. Randall was with me. Weren't you, Randall?
1: Yeah. We were in there along with most of the students. Then when the police came, they had us all go to the lab where they questioned us.
6: Look, I get the subtext here, okay? Yes, I would know exactly how to make a spacesuit costume like that. Easy. I can only say that I never have or would. Ravi wasn't exactly my favorite person. He was kind of a snob and didn't have a lot of friends. But I wouldn't have wanted him or anyone else to die.
2: Was Preston O'Connor around at the time?
6: I guess he wasn't at the base that day. Right, Randall?
2: Not that I ever saw But he is the person in charge of the spacesuit costumes? I guess so.
6: He is the operations manager.
2: You two have interacted with Mr. O'Connor a lot, given your multiple stays at the Mars Research Base. Would he be capable of making a killer spacesuit? I don't really know.
6: Sure. Probably.
2: Preston O'Connor, is there any reason we shouldn't take this information to the police right now? Oh, Roy, blame the foreigner typical. Why all the deception then? I wasn't even there that day. You heard it yourself. Nobody saw me. I would direct everyone's attention to the monitors. That's me, right? Is it? How can you tell, Buck?
1: It's our footage for the movie.
2: I'm in the spacesuit trying to get away from the alien monster and into the base. But how can you tell it's you? I might have used a double. Hey, did you use a double? No, Buck, relax. Point is, with a helmet on, you gotta be pretty close to see who's in one of those things. You only know it's you because you remember doing the shoot. So you're saying I was there that day, wearing a spacesuit, the whole time? Not the whole time, but I think I know where you were hiding out most of the night before, and while the police were there that day. Astrid. Camera in tighter on Preston, please. You're stabbing in the dark, movie man. I ought to sue you for slander. It's stressful working for an organization like the Mars Alliance Society, isn't it, Preston? People scared to death of what will happen if they upset the chambers, terrified of making the wrong move, covering up, lying, stabbing each other in the back. I'm not covering anything up. You're the operations manager at the base. Nothing happens there that you're not aware of, surely? I didn't see anything. Then you heard something? No! Look at your face there on the monitors. Why are you sweating like that? These lights are hot. Just confess and you can relax. Bow out with a clear conscience. Just look directly into the camera and tell us all who killed Ravi. Remember, the world is watching. Why the hell would I want to kill that kid? I don't think by yourself you had a motive. However, if we take into account your accomplice.
3: <gasps> an accomplice? Whatever do you mean?
8: Better not be accusing my wife, Bonestall.
2: Actually, no. From what I've learned, Robbie was an ardent fan of hers, extremely interested in her writings. Isn't that right, Darlene?
3: Such a lovely boy. I had so much in mind for him. He would have gone very far in the society. Yes, Dalton, it was a personal loss. What happened?
2: Then I should now direct my questions to Ms. Suzette Saunders. Oh, great. For you, Ms. Saunders, let's change things up a bit. This camera is equipped with infrared sensors. Summer, go ahead and switch over now. There. You see that? We get a lovely portrait of your body heat compared to those around you. How cute. Why are you so warm, Suzette?
4: Maybe I went for a run.
2: You're Darlene Chambers' personal assistant, correct?
4: Metaphysical associate.
2: Right. Metaphysical associate. An unusual job title.
4: It's an unusual job.
2: And an unusual organization.
4: Your point is?
2: You knew the deceased, Ravi, didn't you, Ms. Saunders?
4: Well, yes. He was a favorite of Mrs. Chambers, and I'm her... Uh, Yes,
2: her metaphysical associate. Got it. Ravi was only a grad student, but he was getting very close to Darlene, wasn't he? Like I said,
4: he was her favorite intern. He knew a lot about Marsology and very much wanted to work for the Society.
2: And did that feel threatening to you, Miss Saunders?
4: Threatening? How?
2: I've heard that there's a lot of intrigue around who gains Darlene's favor... Who has access? Who ranks where in the hierarchy? Hierarchy? One of your projects, Darlene tells me, is the academic competition called the Mars Prize.
4: That's right.
2: I've heard that Ravi was a strong contender, if not guaranteed to win this year.
4: It was likely.
2: You probably have very strong feelings about who wins.
4: It's up to Mr. and Mrs. Chambers, not me.
2: Ms. Saunders... Aren't you dating Preston O'Connor?
4: I am. It's not a secret, Mr. Bonestall. The Chambers know. Everyone knows. (gasps) You're saying that, therefore, Preston and I conspired to kill Rafi? Because I was jealous of Darlene's attentions? Oh, that's crazy! Preston, just tell them you didn't do this. They're trying to drag me into it now.
2: Uh, Mrs. Chambers, Darlene, you have shown me nothing but kindness. Naturally. And I'm very grateful you persuaded your husband to allow us to film at the Mars Research Base.
3: It was my pleasure.
2: However, in that regard, you were holding out on me, as the expression goes, weren't you?
3: I surely don't know what you mean.
2: I cannot, for obvious reasons, divulge my sources and methods. But I've come to surmise that there is a gorgeous and fabulously expensive Mars simulation located, shall we say... Adjacent to the base?
3: How do you know that?
2: And one can only see it if one agrees to certain... terms? You're
8: fishing, bone stooling on thin ice at that. I'd shut this down right now, but I'm curious to see where this lunatic
2: leap of madness takes you. I appreciate your continued patience, Mr. Chambers.
3: And what of it? If such a simulation exists?
2: Why all the secrecy about it? Why not? I suspect that Mr. O'Connor used it to hide out, both before and after the murder. You were actually able to keep the police from searching it by telling them it was hazardous waste storage, of all things.
3: How did you learn of that?
2: I have my sources. That's pretty incredible, Darlene. Hilarious, even. You must be very persuasive.
3: I have a good relationship with local law enforcement professionals... A small, harmless deception. I couldn't imagine it would help them find whoever did that to poor Ravi, could it?
2: Well, it didn't help. Neither did the police returning the spacesuit as soon as Preston O'Connor asked. It's another motif surrounding the Mars Alliance Society, isn't it? Public officials and even police looking the other way, dragging their feet, cutting corners, doing as they're told.
3: What is your point?
2: Mrs. Chambers, Darling, I'll be blunt. Regarding this secret Mars simulation, there are those who might say such an elaborate space reserved only for the deeply devoted displays almost a religious level of indulgence.
8: You call that being blunt? What the hell are you even talking about?
2: Is Marsology a cult?
3: (gasps) Heavens, no. Officious slur by the tabloid press. I am an author and a theorist. I am not a cult. What
8: are you, bonestal? A conspiracy theorist? What kind of misinformation are you spreading here? I have friends in the media and Silicon Valley, you know. I can have you and your whole gang of Hollywood weirdos canceled tomorrow.
3: Now, Harvey, it's all right. I have nothing to hide. Yes, you are correct about the Mars simulation, Dalton, and it is very elaborate indeed. But there's nothing odd about it at all. We are considering the construction of a theme park celebrating my novels. It's a prototype of sorts, or possibly the first installment upon which we will expand. Oh, really? And of course we kept it a secret. We don't want the public to know until we're ready. The lovely people who helped make it signed perfectly ordinary confidentiality agreements... ...as well as those we allow in. There's nothing cult-like about any of it.
8: Satisfied, Bonestell. Any other
2: confidential aspects of our operations you'd like to divulge to the general public? Well, I can only conjecture about the involvement of Ms. Saunders... ...I can definitely say that, cult or not... ...this was a case of a killer spacesuit and Preston O'Connor is lying about it. (laughs) So
5: we're back to that, eh? This ridiculous story of a spacesuit costume wired up
2: for murder. Prove it. My pleasure. Lights, please, Summer. (gasps) (gasps) Well, I cannot divulge how we were able to obtain it, for this occasion, in honour of Robbie, we're pleased to display the very same costume he was wearing that day. That's impossible. It's
5: in my office at the Mars Alliance Center. You said so yourself. Are you sure?
2: When was the last time you were in your office? Well, last week, I suppose. And you haven't been alerted to any security breaches in the last several days?
8: What the hell's he talking about, O'Connor?
2: I don't know, sir. But I'm going to find out right now. I'm afraid your phones and devices won't work while you're here in the studio tonight, Mr. O'Connor. Isn't that right, Jesse?
9: No way, Jose.
2: Uh, We can't have any interruptions during this solemn event. You understand. And besides, if your security team at the center haven't alerted any of you to the recent break-in already, they're not likely to admit their failure now. Break-in? Oh, dear. Why, I'll fire every damn one of them. Like I said, covering up, lying, stabbing each other in the back. Maybe the police didn't look at the spacesuit too closely. Maybe they just didn't know what to look for. But it took me and my crew less than 30 minutes to work out exactly how it was rigged to kill. (gasps) He's making a run for it! Get out of my way! Didn't your
7: boss tell you to sit down
2: until Dalton was done? I think we'll all just wait comfortably here until the police arrive. Show Mr. O'Connor back to a seat, Herman. There's still the matter of your accomplice, Suzette Saunders... Do you have anything to say for yourself before they get here?
4: I had nothing to do with it. Preston, is this for real? Why would you do such a thing?
2: I'm sorry, love.
5: Enjoy your victory, Bonestell. But I swear Suzette wasn't in any way
2: involved. Then who? I acted alone. Not buying it. There's no motive without her. Don't worry, I'm sure Suzette will get a fine defense attorney, given her position in... Excuse me a moment. Spencer, I'm kind of in the middle of a thing. Sorry, Dalton. Herman and I hadn't properly seen the young man
8: until just now, but the the student with that lovely windy girl. Randall. Yes, well, I don't know if it means anything, but he's the one we told you about. The one snooping around O'Connor's
2: office the other night. Really? Huh. Thanks, Spencer. Randall Kelsinger. Uh, yeah? Can I ask what you were doing at the local Mars Alliance Center two nights ago? Nothing.
1: Wendy and I are allowed to be there any time for research. I have an access badge, see?
2: Got it. But why were you in Preston O'Connor's office in particular? I wasn't. You mean it was you, kid? You're the one who broke
5: in and gave them that thing to incriminate me! No, I swear! I should have known! You backstabbing little punk! The whole thing was your idea!
2: No, it wasn't! You said it would be easy! It was all to get this brat on the damned Mars mission. Shut up! Uh, Wendy, would you mind getting up and sitting over here with Buck and my crew?
6: Randall, what the hell? Are you kidding me? Did you think killing Ravi was how you would win the competition? Killing him?
2: Wendy, believe me,
1: it's not like you think.
6: No, it's obviously exactly like I think.
1: How could I compete with someone like him? I worked my ass off, but Ravi and all the others just suck up to Darlene Chambers, pretending to believe her fairy tale bullshit.
6: How is it worth it to kill somebody? For money?
1: No! He was going to get all the money. But whoever's on that first Mars mission is going to make history, Wendy. It should have been me. Me!
6: You, huh? I don't even know who you are right now. The Mars Alliance Society isn't the only way to get into the space program, you idiot!
1: It is for people like us, Wendy. We don't have the family connections. The money. It's not like it used to be. People like the Chambers are in control
2: now.
6: (sighs) Goodbye, Randall.
2: Huh. So with Ravi out of the picture, Randall wins the Mars prize, gets to go to Mars, and Preston O'Connor gets all the cash.
4: I know you're always complaining about how little they pay you, Preston, but cold-blooded murder?
5: How else could I ever catch up with you, Suze? It was the only break I would ever get. I'm always in debt. Much more than you know. And I've hit my earnings ceiling. And there's you with that posh job as Mrs. Chambers' assistant. All the perks, travel, luxury expenses. I know it's just a matter of time before you move on to some younger, fancy-pants guy.
2: Probably a Marsologist like you. It was cold-blooded, Suzette. But I get the sense that at least it wasn't supposed to be up close and personal. Am I right, Mr. O'Connor? It's true.
5: But it all went wrong. I hid out in the sea caves of the Mars simulation, just like you said. Slept there on a cot overnight. In the late morning, I came out and, and told Ravi that I'd made three new spacesuit costumes. The most realistic ones yet. I'd left one for your crew to use in your film shoot, and another I wore myself, and the third one I gave to Ravi. The one that was wired up for murder? Randall and I made that one together.
2: It was on a timer, I assume?
5: Right. I told Ravi that he and I should go try them out in one of the Mars rovers. The ATVs made up to look like moon buggies. Not too many people were staying at the base, and I knew they'd all be distracted by both Mrs. Chambers' visit and the film shoot. That morning, I drove Ravi out to a messer far from the base. The suit would activate while he was among some large rocks. I would leave before it was... finished. By the time his body would be found, the autopsy wouldn't be conclusive.
2: But the death timer didn't activate, did it?
5: no. I botched it. After a little while with nothing happening, all I could do was drive back to the base with Ravi. I was glad it hadn't worked. I'd lost my nerve, was thankful for the reprieve that fate had provided me, you know? But then suddenly Ravi was struggling in the ATV next to me, I didn't notice right away. We we were getting close to the base and I was distracted by what looked like a, a problem you were having with your big wind fans. By the time I realized what was happening it was it was too late. He'd been trying to unlatch their helmet, of course. I'd made them sticky, but not impossible. As Wendy said, the suction held it on firmly. What happened then? I panicked. I pushed his lifeless form off the ATV. I saw his helmet come off when he hit the ground. The, the suction must have stopped or, or, or been interrupted long enough. I drove around the back of the base where we parked the rovers and entered quietly while everyone was still distracted. And then I went back down to the mass simulation to hide. When I came out, the police had already come and gone.
2: If Ravi had gotten medical attention soon enough, it's possible he could have been revived. You think I don't know that?
5: You think I haven't been a wreck ever since? It's all I can do to hold it together. To tell you the truth, I'm glad you worked it out. Why aren't the police here yet? They're not watching this online? Well, I'm not waiting to find out.
9: I'm afraid you're not going anywhere
2: Impeccable timing Agents
9: Myers Nice to finally meet you Mr. Bonestall Okay gentlemen Take him and Preston O'Connor into custody
2: Well everyone That concludes our special memorial event For Ravi Banerjee With the mystery of his death solved And his killers under arrest Perhaps he can now rest in peace
9: Well, that should do it for me, Mr. Bonstall. Ned says he's sorry he couldn't make it back here himself, but that he enjoyed the show.
2: Thanks, Agent Myers. Glad you came. I thought he was going to send the local sheriff's department.
9: We have no choice but to turn O'Connor over to them right away. Ned told me about your hesitations regarding the local authorities, but without the chamber's support of the suspect, I think we can trust the process. As to Randall Kelsinger... The FBI has its own interest in him, so Ned was able to send us in to make the arrests.
2: Really? What would the FBI want with a grad student from Utah? I can't say. (laughs) You sound like Ned.
9: (laughs) He is my mentor, after all. Anyway, a couple of my team and I are going to go retrieve that item for you now.
2: Thanks. I think it's safe for you to give it directly to the sheriff at this point.
9: I agree. And we'll keep an eye on the situation. Well, looks like the Chambers want a word, so I'll leave you to it. Good night.
8: Well, Bonestool, you sure know how to burn a barn to get rid of the rats. Why, thank you. Or,
2: wait, what was that again?
8: You and your gang sniffed out a couple of bad eggs, but you slandered our organization in front of the whole world. I don't know whether to give you a reward or sue the hell out of you. Probably the
0: latter. Um, Mr. Chambers, if I may.
8: And you! Spying on my base under false pretenses.
0: I had to sue you and Mr. Cheesecake over there, too. Hey! I was about to say that Dalton wasn't really live streaming all of that. Tell him, Jesse. Yeah, it was fake. The monitors weren't showing real social media sites. Steve, the
6: podcaster, and I made mock up screens. It was fun.
2: A little movie magic, if you will, Mr. Chambers. I'm sorry to cause you distress. I assure you the only person able to see the live stream was a trusted friend of mine in law enforcement. Well,
8: I guess it wasn't anything the locals here haven't heard before. All right, just save the parts we'll need in court and delete the rest. Are we clear, Bonestool?
2: Perfectly.
3: I'm sure Dalton didn't mean the things he said, darling. He was just trying to bring the culprits to book. Isn't that right, Dalton?
2: Uh, You understand me all too well, Darlene.
3: And we are grateful you solved the mystery. I won't miss that Preston man one bit, truth be told, but I'm afraid I must now go and console my dear poor Suzette.
8: You can finish your movie at the base, Bonestol. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Mr. Then I want you and your misfit troopers on the first plane back to La La Land.
2: Uh, naturally. Okay, great job, everyone. Let's get all this stuff packed up so we can get to the hotel and get some sleep. Sounds like heaven. But Herman and I don't understand
8: something. What's that?
7: How'd you get the killer spacesuit?
8: Yes, when did you have time to search the grounds at that dreadful Mars Alliance Center? I didn't. Well, then how'd you obtain the container
2: Herman and I lost on our adventure? I didn't. Astrid made that costume.
0: Astrid made a killer spacesuit? No way, man. It's totally harmless. You can use it for the rest of the shoot, Buck. It'll fit you better.
2: Not too tight in the butt? Cool!
0: But then how did you know the real costume was the murder weapon?
2: I worked it out. Had to be. I just needed to get Preston to confess it. Don't worry. Agent Myers is gonna find it. Make sure it gets admitted as evidence. Sorry we didn't come through, boss. But you did, Herman. If you guys hadn't spotted Randall in Preston O'Connor's office, or found the spacesuit locked in his fridge... We might not have gotten our confessions. You did great. All of you helped crack the case, as usual. Thanks, but did we really? There's still some unanswered questions.
0: Morgan's right. Look, maybe they didn't kill anybody, but I'm still not buying what the Chambers are selling.
9: They sure do have the local cops in their thrall.
8: Indeed.
1: These mausologists can't be trusted. Wendy says the Chambers run things like a cult. I believe her. She's going home to Utah and having nothing to do with them anymore.
6: And what about the stuff Herman and Spence found on that Preston guy's computer? What was that Randall kid trying to find?
2: Yeah, and what's the Mars Project? Okay, okay, I get it. But we're not here to save the world from the Mars Alliance Society. Let's just keep all this to ourselves over the next week while we finish the movie.
3: The laws of the universe and make your way home, Palmer.
8: Hear that? You alien bastards. You think humanity's finished, don't you? Think Mars is your dominion? Well, I
2: say damn you.
0: Well, we did it. We made the festival.
2: I knew we would. Turnout's not too bad. We have some fans here,
0: yeah. Yo, that Steve guy will give us a good write up for sure. Darlene looks enraptured.
8: Shh! Quiet, you three.
7: I'm not in these scenes.
2: Gonna get a snack. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: Aw, Summer, Jesse, you're so cute feeding each other popcorn.
2: You're in a sentimental mood.
0: I think I'm just glad to be home. And I'm proud of us.
2: So, how do you think we're gonna end up doing, Dalton? I mean, overall. Well, since we don't owe the chambers anything, once I pay all of you, we'll probably break even on this one.
0: Don't forget to pay yourself something,
2: Dale sure think we'll get some decent reviews at least we'll see i like it that's enough for me